Hello, all my peeps and babes. Welcome to Coffee Break Feminism. I'm your host, Britt Alexandria, and I will be your headmistress as we explore topics and ideas related to women's studies, feminism, and, well, otherwise. Let's get started. So this episode is probably going to be a quick one. Um, I am moving really soon, and it's kind of been really crazy. So uh, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. And I'm kind of just going to go off the cuff a bit. I have a brief outline, but uh, today we're going to be talking about how to survive the holidays. I mean, we've already kind of dealt with Thanksgiving And I'm sure there are other holidays that other people have gone through. I had a birthday. So all of these things, we're going to talk about how to survive being around family or possibly being by yourself or just kind of getting to those moments with the holidays that you really don't want to face. So uh, here are kind of my tips, my advice, and just my thoughts on how you can survive the holidays. Let's get started. So first off, uh, I think one of the most important things is you should banish the idea of how happy you're supposed to feel around the holidays. Not all holidays are that happy. I mean, not when you have to spend so much time with your family, sometimes that can just get so overwhelming and you have this idea that, oh, well, it's Christmas or it's Hanukkah or... Clearly, you can tell that I'm coming at this from a very white perspective. I celebrate Christmas, but all of this, I hope, applies to every other holiday around this time. There are so many holidays that um, I'm just going to go at it from a Christmas perspective, and I hope you take this and apply it to whatever holiday you do celebrate. Um, But yeah, we kind of get into this mode of, you know... Christmas is this magical time, there's presents, there's family, there's all this great food, and it can be a lot of pressure for people to feel happy that this should be a wonderful time of year, but for some people it's just not, and um, I think we have to get rid of this idea that we have to be happy. So if you find yourself feeling down this Christmas, this holiday, don't worry about it. It's okay. Not every holiday is going to be absolutely magical and that's okay. Um, Number two, seek out people and spaces who make you feel better, not just make you feel worse. So very often I get very overwhelmed. I have uh, earmuffs that uh, help me mitigate with sound because I have auditory problems. Um, But also, sometimes it can be, especially if you're an activist, uh, being around people that have different beliefs than you do. It can be hard if you are maybe closeted and your family doesn't know and they keep making references about those gays or whatever. Um, But it's completely okay and I highly recommend... um, either seeking out people that are within your family or whoever you're experiencing the holidays with, or even just going to the bathroom when you don't need to and kind of taking that time to 
find yourself to breathe, to take a break. Um, maybe even walk around the block. If you notice, oh, hey, mom, it seems like you're out of eggnog. Really, I, I will go get some or whatever. But really seeking out people and kind of commiserating with them or just finding a space that makes you feel better. Um, don't feel like you need to keep talking to Aunt Sally about what's wrong with the liberals or whatever because they're family or because you have to. Like, it's completely okay to take time away. Number three. This brings up a point of know when to fight and when to let things go. This past Thanksgiving, um, my grandfather, who's very old and sick, um, he started making comments about Muslims, about women in their 30s being desperate to find a man, and a lot of things that I had problems with. And I could have talked to him about it, and it's not that I don't want to. Believe me, I made a lot of snarky comments that I think went over his head. But overall, I know that, one, his mind isn't completely there. And that's not necessarily... I mean, there's a point where I think to talk about these issues is very helpful, and then other times where I think that it's not going to go anywhere. And I don't necessarily think that someone is a bad activist for not pointing out or debating with people who are senile or have dementia or whatever. If it's like your Aunt Sally who's 48 and thinks she knows everything about the world, that's probably a good place to start. If she says something really stupid, you could probably make a comment about it. And also, part of this is completely up to you. Um, I definitely would talk to my person or at least make my opinions clear. Or wait until after the holidays and be like, hey, remember when you said that thing at Christmas dinner? I didn't really want to bring it up then, but we really need to have a conversation about this. That's not okay. And here's the reasons why. But overall, I think that either pausing the conversation or just knowing that maybe the person you're talking to may not be a battle that you can win or even a battle that you should necessarily fight. So really kind of take stock, see where the battleground is and if it's something that you actually want to deal with. Uh, number four, watch how much alcohol you drink. I know that if you are hearing your elderly grandmother or your Aunt Sally talking about these issues and you have decided that you don't want to get into it, at least not now, but you don't want to get into it for whatever reason, it might be really easy to just chug back more wine or something stronger. But just realize that it's only a temporary fix. I mean, one, you probably don't want to get drunk in front of your parents or grandparents or cousins. And also, alcohol is a depressant. So you might feel really good when, it, when you first take it, but you're only going to feel worse after. You're just going to get depressed. 
and also then you'll be hungover, probably still seeing your cousins, your grandparents, your parents, whatever. So just watch how much alcohol you have. That's kind of a broad statement for all my activists listening. Uh, Number five, do your best to navigate the shoulds, quote unquote shoulds, of the holidays. Oh, you, you really should spend time with your family. You really should spend some time with this person. You really should, or rather, you really should not be bringing up politics at the Christmas table. You really should, all of those. You probably, you probably don't have to do any, almost any of these things. Yeah, you should spend time with your family, but if they make you feel absolutely terrible about yourself, or if they are awful to you, if they don't necessarily have your best interest in mind, then no, you probably shouldn't hang out with them, or you probably shouldn't spend a lot of time with them. If you decide that you're kind of overwhelmed, and you're going to go take a break, and you decide to go walk around the block, and someone's like, hey, you really should spend way more time with your family. You really should be socializing, not just going and taking a break. Trust me, you need a break. <laughs> just really navigate those shoulds because not all of them are important. Some of them, I know when I had huge family holidays as a kid, my mom, who was probably going to listen to this podcast, hello mother, um... <laughs> My mom would get so stressed about cleaning our house for all of our guests coming over, and she would get really crazy. <laughs> and she would be like, no, you can't wear that. You, you should be matching. You should have every single thing clean. You should have this. And most of the time, like, we had to have our rooms clean. We had to have all of these things clean. And it was upstairs because we had a two-story house. And most of the time, people didn't go upstairs unless my mom was like, can I show you uh, Can I show you around the house? Even though they had been there many times. So just kind of navigate those, what you should be doing around the holidays. Um, number six. Like I said, like I've been saying, like everyone knows, this time is very stressful and... Maybe you do have an Aunt Sally and Uncle Bob, whatever, or someone who just kind of runs their mouth. They're going to be talking about things that you don't want to hear, talking about how Donald Trump is a great president or God knows what else. Um, But you don't have to just kind of suffer on your own. Um... I know that many of my friends are going to have holidays with their family who drive them up the wall, Um, and I've always made it clear to them that they can reach out to me if they can't deal with anymore. So if you're in that situation, text a friend or someone you've adopted as your mother, father, aunt, whatever, shoot them a text, call them when you get overwhelmed. If... They really care about you, and I'm sure they do, because they're probably the first person you think of when you want to text because you're in trouble. Do it. They would probably love to hear from you. They would probably, they may not be able to kind of text back and forth, but I'm sure they will be like, hey, like, I I get it. Like, let's talk about this. Like, I'm here for you. Like, I love you. Really. So, 
please, please reach out. Seven, take care of yourself during the holidays. Like, get enough sleep. Don't try and stay up until midnight every single day of your Christmas break or your holiday break. Uh, Exercise. I know it's awful. I hate exercise. Uh, I love the videos that, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation, but Jamila Jamil posts on Instagram stories. She's usually like, oh, I have to go work out and I really don't want to, but my boyfriend threatened to take me furniture shopping, which I hate. So I'm going to go work out instead. And she goes and works out and she's like, it was still awful, but I do feel better. So cool. But yeah, exercise, even if it's just, like I said, walking around the block, looking at the trees, enjoying the cold weather if you're from somewhere warmer or vice versa. Um, I know we're all going to have kind of that big holiday meal with all those really great food and kind of lots of starch or lots of meat or whatever. Um, if you can eat right, remember to get your greens, uh, drink a lot of water, things like that. Really try and take care of yourself because that'll help tremendously. Number eight, uh, have your coping mechanisms on hand. Some of my coping mechanisms are, one of them is called EFT or emotional freedom technique. Um, it's basically acupressure. So you tap on different parts of your body and you talk out whatever your whatever problems you have. Maybe I'll do another podcast episode about it, but, um, you can Google it, uh, or whatever search engine you prefer. Um, but yeah, that's one of my coping mechanisms. I also tend to, uh, listen to music so I can kind of drown everything out. Um, but those are just my coping mechanisms, whatever mechanisms or ways of dealing with things that you do, whether it's reading or baking or cleaning or whatever, um, definitely have those on hand uh, and feel free to use them when you can. Maybe you don't want to deal with your family and someone forgot to bring a dessert and you're like, oh, you know, I have a sugar cookie recipe that's super easy. Let me do that right now. Um, Or uh, so like with my EFT thing, um, usually I kind of tap on various parts of my head, my body, things like that. But I also have one that I kind of do when I'm either with people or I don't really want to draw a lot of attention because you do. It's a very noticeable thing when I do tapping on lots of parts of my body. So I'll tend to do what's called the karate chop motion. It's just like tapping on the back of my hand. So, and that's something that I can kind of go in the bathroom and center myself, deep breathe, all of that, and start tapping and kind of talk out what I am feeling. Uh, but yeah, remember your coping mechanisms. I've even kind of written my coping mechanisms down and have them on a note on my phone. So then I can kind of go back and be like, I'm so stressed. I have so much anxiety right now. What can I do? Ah, okay. I can do that. Um, number nine, set a personal goal that you can work on to distract yourself. For me, I am a writer, so it's like, okay, I'm going on vacation for two weeks to visit my mother. I can work on this piece of writing when I get really stressed. Or uh, if you're spending time with your family and you're going to go drive somewhere, uh, have something you can work on during the drive. And it can be even, I want to read this book during my Christmas break 
or um, I want to write a new song or I want to bake something new or I don't know. Whatever your kind of personal goal is, I would set one. So then when things get overwhelming, you can kind of think about that or when you're traveling and sometimes I love traveling, sometimes I really don't. So it's a good thing to have when the really don't part of the traveling happens. Um, And it can also be something like, let's just say that I've totally done this before and yes, I get weird looks, but like, let's just say you are at a huge family dinner and it starts to get overwhelming. So you, there's usually kind of a spot on the couch I've found or like in the room where a lot of people kind of group together and you can kind of go and either write or kind of pull out your book or pull out your phone or whatever and just kind of be by yourself usually someone will come over and be like, hey, so let's talk about your life. I haven't seen you in five years. But you can at least kind of sort of take a mental break for a little bit. So number 10, only do as much as you can handle. Like I said, like I've been saying, you're going to probably get overwhelmed and your family might guilt trip you. Someone might say, hey, you're really not socializing enough. Or, uh, oh, you know, I've, I see that you're, you've only eaten like half a plate's worth of food. Really? Like take more. I, you don't want to be insulting to the host by not eating enough turkey or whatever. This is a hard time. Um, if you have an eating disorder, being around so much food and be being around, it's not necessarily Thanksgiving, but engaging in a holiday where a primary aspect of it is eating can be very stressful for someone that has an eating disorder. I had one all through high school. Um, I have a friend who is closeted and they have to go home and none of their family knows. So that can be extremely stressful. And yeah, it's going to be stressful too that people might say something about it, but you also don't want to stress even more than that by you don't want to kind of lie about yourself or you don't want to stress yourself out with something uh, like eating more food if you have an eating disorder because that's only going to aggravate it. Uh, If you can, if like my mother is really good about these things, but like if I still had an eating disorder And we were eating food and she said something, I would probably say, hey, you know, like, I'm just really full right now. Or, hey, you know, I'm really anxious and I just don't feel well. Like, this is all I can handle. I will talk to the host and say nothing about that or whatever. You, sometimes family does surprise you. Sometimes. (laughs) They will surprise you and you can have those conversations and they'll be like, oh, Oh, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. But sometimes you just kind of need to draw a line in the sand. I mean, honestly, they're probably not going to remember it because the holidays are stressful for everyone. Even our metaphorical Aunt Sally. Um, But yeah, only do as much as you can handle. You don't want to make the holidays even worse by forcing yourself into something that you really can't handle. It's just going to make it worse. Um, 11, 
this is advice to you, my listeners, but also as someone, as a personal request of mine, as someone who works in food service, be nice to retail and food service people during this time. Trust me, it'll make you feel wonderful. It's how you should be all the time. But also, retail and food service people are treated like crap during this time. So, just be a little extra nicer to food and retail people. Trust me, you will see their faces light up if you give them a little extra tip or if... You give them, or if you order your drink and you're like, you know, thank you for making my drink. Like, have a nice holiday. Means the world. Uh, Twelve kind of goes into what I said. Sometimes, sometimes you can have those difficult conversations. I have actually had conversations with my more difficult relatives that I thought would not go very well. But they actually did kind of understand. Sometimes I feel like we get into this mode with family, especially family that we don't see often. Like maybe the cousins that we only see once a year or the aunt and uncle who we haven't seen in three years. And sometimes family will surprise you. They can be like, so, uh, like, how's your life? And you're like, oh, well, you know, like, I've been kind of dealing with some mental health issues or whatever, or, hey, you know, I really can't handle this conversation where it's going. Like, it's just kind of personal for me because I'm gay or whatever it is. And obviously, I don't know you listeners. I don't know your family as much as you do, but sometimes they can surprise you. Sometimes people are more open-minded than they show during the holidays. Because, I mean, I know I have family. I know many friends who have family that they don't see that often. And you don't know kind of what change that they're going through in their lives. They may be experiencing trying to get to know someone who is gay, who is liberal, who is Muslim, who is whatever, whatever it is. They may see someone that they know in their lives And don't really understand it. And if they find out that you have a mental illness or that you are gay or that you are whatever, they may be like, oh, well, this person I know in my life is, and now it's this other person who's family, that kind of makes a more personal connection to them. And they may be like, oh, you know, my my best friend at church has been saying she's been dealing with mental health issues. Do you mind talking about it? Like, I I would love to know more. I'm trying to understand. My mom constantly texts me, texts me about things where it's like, oh, this lady I know is dealing with, uh, transgender related issues. Can you talk to me about this? And then even if necessarily my mom and I aren't on the same page about certain issues, she'll be like, hey, you know, thank you for typing this out. Thank you for discussing this with me. Like, I now kind of understand the issue better. And you never know. Maybe your relatives will feel similar. But approach with caution. Number 13. If you don't want to go home, or maybe you don't have one, maybe, unfortunately, your family doesn't want you there. And I extend to you all the love in the world. But 
ask your friends. See if you can come along with them. Don't get into this idea that you have to celebrate the holidays with your family. I know that kind of goes back to the the shoulds of the holidays. You should spend the holidays with your family. But if it's too hard for you for whatever reason, maybe you need to think about maybe not going home this season. It's going to be hard. You're probably going to get slack for it. But this may be what's best for you right now. And I know that I'm one of those people where it's like, you know, like if you can't go home, if you don't want to, honestly, come with me. And I've had many holidays, either from college or um, just with friends who, where they do come along to the holidays. And I'm happy to have them. It doesn't ruin my holiday at all. It doesn't necessarily change my holiday at all, except for now I have my best friend here or now I have this person here. And I love that. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So if going home for the holidays is really hard for you, maybe think about asking someone that you love, that you know really well, and being like, hey, I don't want to be a burden or I don't want to ruin your holiday, but is there any way that your family would have room for me? Because I really can't go home this holiday season. And they'll probably at least try. So definitely think about that. Uh, Number 14, and I think my last one for this episode, is just know that you're enough. Just know that you don't have to pretend to be any more than what you are. If your family doesn't see that you're amazing, that you're trying, that you are who you are, then, well... I don't know what to say. They're not for you. (laughs) Um, But you are enough. You are enough exactly as you are. And if you need to remember this, write it on a post-it note. Write it on your phone. Go look up on Pinterest or Google Images or whatever images search you can of just you are enough and put it as your background on your phone. Whatever it is. But just know that you're enough. That you can survive this holiday season, that the days will pass, that your family event, however painful, is probably only going to be about four or five hours long. Just, you can do it. I believe in you. So this has been another episode of Coffee Break Feminism. I hope to be back in two weeks, but like I said, I'm kind of in the middle of a very crazy move. I will be uh, visiting my mother in Virginia, so um, we'll see how everything goes. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I will be back. Um, If you liked what you heard today, if you want more, you can go back and listen to my four other episodes. You can also... Uh, follow me on Instagram at Coffee Break Feminism. You can follow me on Twitter at CB Feminism. And if you have any ideas for the show, if you have anything that you really want me to talk about or break down or something that you don't understand with feminism, you can email me at coffeebreakfeminism at gmail.com. And I will see you later. Bye, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>